Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. We've got a fun show for you today. Ricky and Scott join me, and we just talk about some current Disney topics from virtual queues to popcorn buckets to country bears and the changes come in there and also the Little Mermaid attraction over at the studios, the current state of counter service dining at Hollywood Studios. We just go around the table and give our thoughts on these topics and we encourage you to give your topics Sunday night in the BOGP open line or on social media. Let us know what you think so we can continue the conversation on uh, these topics as well. Don't forget our show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation for no additional cost to you. Check out all the details today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. And you can become a patron of our show, and it supports everything we do throughout the year. It really does make a difference. $5 a month is all it costs, and you'll get our bonus show. comes out every week called Mike in the Midwest. So come on over, support the show. We'd really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2426 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you and uh, welcome to the weekend. How about these five-day work weeks? Scott was just saying he loves these suckers, man. Give me more. He's like, give me six. Make it longer. I can handle it. Urgh. No, just kidding. But hey, we've got to make it through today and we get to... Uh, Enjoy two days of uh, resting and relaxation, and hopefully the big thaw is on the way for all those folks that have endured snow and ice and the crazy weather. Uh, I hear pitchers and catchers report here in just a mere few weeks, so uh, we're going to make it hang in there, but we're going to have some fun Disney talk to warm your heart at least today, and we're going to talk about a variety of Disney topics, some a little controversial, not really, but I mean, just some that you know folks definitely have opinions on, and we're going to have a good time today, so joining me from down in sugar hill i just like saying that it sounds like a place out of willy wonka's factory sugar hill i just like seeing that on the map when i see if you're home on fine my friends we have yes. ricky actually you're mouse for less but sugar hill what's up ricky yes yeah, yeah, yeah i mean you know not disney related but um well on uh let's see it was it was a new year's eve brian and i had the opportunity to have a date night thanks to my in-laws who watched lucy for us overnight and we went and saw Wonka. It was really good for those of you who haven't seen it, by the way. It was actually really good. Keep in mind, I haven't seen a movie in well over like a year and a half because pregnancy and baby don't equal ability to see many movies. So I was really excited to see a movie. Uh, and the one thing that I that movie did to me, though, was made me crave chocolate so much. We literally ran to the grocery store as soon as the movie was over and I bought not a Wonka bar because obviously they didn't have any, but I literally bought a bar of like solid chocolate. <laughs> I said, this is what I need today in my life. <laughs> what? Okay. So getting back to the Disney talk though, do you remember when Walt Disney World sold Wonka bars? They I did. do, but only because there was a running joke in the WW Today song yeah. about Wonka bars. They sold them. I remember buying yeah, them. Matt Hatchberg. Yeah, yeah they exactly. sold Wonka bars down there. 
Yeah, they sold they them in the, for, the, yeah, at the for confectionery time back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I so. mean, you could buy them there. And by yes. the way, Gene Wilder is the only Willy Wonka. Just I, so I thought I, I'm not like the biggest Timothy Chalamet fan. Uh, like I, you know, just he, he's fine, but you know, I don't go see movies because Timothy Chalamet's in them. Uh, but I thought he did a really, really good job in the film. Uh, and also, uh, I don't know why. Like for me, I have no idea why I didn't think of this. But it did not realize the movie was a musical. Uh, so now, granted, it didn't bother me. I like musicals, but I, I get into the film and I'm like, oh, there's songs in this. They're catchy. Uh, but I just wasn't expecting it. So I can guarantee you in five to 10 years, Wonka will be on Broadway, just hands down. They will make that into a Broadway play, 100%. So I'm, I'm calling it now. Wonka will be a Broadway play. Oompa, oompa. Yes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that, by the way, did a really so good job. I had this discussion with Scott out in Disneyland because we were getting ready to get up. We were waiting in his long line for Alice, right? And it's, it's totally worth it. Alice is the rock and roll fans. Yeah. It is. So I've never seen that movie all the way through. Oh. And that, okay, but but my buddy Dave and I, who I taught across, I taught across the hall from him for years. Like he taught fifth grade, I taught sixth grade. He was in our wedding. Like we were really, really good friends. And one day we had, it was a day where like bad weather came in. It was going to be a snow day, early dismissal. But this was back in the day, like, I mean, this was early in our teaching career. So like probably like 2001 or so. We only had like five phone lines for the whole school. And it was one phone in all each classroom, right? So what we did, we th- we, we, we were smart teachers, right? We we're like the young hip teachers. He was younger than me, but we were like, okay, we're figuring this out. So we both had LCD projectors in our classrooms. Like we were the only two in the school that had them. So I took my 30 kids and put them over in his room. So we had 60 kids in a classroom. And cause like we were not teaching this day cause it was like an ice no, storm moving in. And it was like, so the deal was if you could call the parents to come pick up the kids, you could send them home. So <laughs> this sounds, I should not even be sharing the story, but I'm not, I haven't been teaching for like seven years. So here we go. So what happened was, we went down our rosters. <laughs> we did not go alphabetically calling parents. We went by the meanest kids first. And so <laughs> we we caused we called the parents of the kids that caused the most chaos in our class first to get no. picked up. It, so we but we had to have something on the TV while we're calling all these parents. And like we'd alternate, right? Dave would call one of his kids and I'd call one of mine. Cause we and and it was like dialing a radio station. There's only five lines for this school with over six hundred kids. We had Five of each grade level. So you just to get a line out was a miracle because every teacher was trying to do the same thing, right? So it was like fighting with Pam over next door to me. I mean, it was a, we're all trying to get rid of our kids. Anyway, he put on Alice in Wonderland on the on the on the we were watching that with our kids. So we were kind of only halfway watching this movie. And I remember turning to him and he hadn't I don't think he'd seen it either. We looked at each other, we're like, what are we showing our kids? We're like <laughs> What's with this movie? Like these flowers are dancing and talking. Like, are we, should we be showing this? Like, it's a weird movie. Like, are, do you have to be on drugs to be watching this movie? Like what? Cause we were like, we, we didn't know the plot. Cause we're trying to call these parents. Like, you know, come get your kid, come get your kid, dude. Ice storm coming. Like you're going to get stranded. But then we're like seeing this, these scenes from the movie. We're like, this is the weirdest movie of all time. So yeah, I, still haven't seen I feel it like it's between that and, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas is two of the oh. weirdest movies from Disney. So I should probably I don't know. watch it. I should probably watch all of it. Anyway, too long of a story. Scotty G up in the mitten. Happy Friday. You love weekends. You made it. What's going on? <laughs> yes. Happy to add the weekend here after a my first five day work weekend <laughs> the year oh. for sure. Maybe even like the last four or five weeks. But um, 
you know, you're talking about Ricky's town and to reference a question we had on Wednesday, I heard there's a proposal on the ballot to change the town to sugar-free hill. Got um, it. That's so, perfect. Yes. So I think I like that it. I think so be on the lookout for possibly a name change to the town to sugar-free hill. Sugar-free hill. Got yes. it. Perfect. I mean, that would be I like it. The, the, you know, in the new year, it, that'd be perfect like new year's resolution. Yes. Yeah, it would exactly. be. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to get passed, but you know, why not? Why not throw it out there? <laughs> I would move. I would I would stay at Sugar Hill. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, anyway. All right, so today, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to bring up a topic, just kind of loosely talk for about five minutes on a topic. I, I tease this on Wednesday and just give our thoughts on things. And actually, Len, and he's headed down. Uh, actually, he's at Walt Disney World at the time this show releases, so have a good time, Len. We're on the boardwalk with his family, and he's been looking forward to this one for a great long time. And I love when folks get to go with their extended family, so Len, hope you make so many memories. But... I wanted to get your current thoughts on virtual queues because we have them, but not as much as we used to. I I remember, and you guys probably do too. Remember the days of going over to the studios and stand what I used to do. I remember standing in the dark at the end of sunset Boulevard by rock and roller coaster and tower of terror and trying to get in the virtual queue for rise of the resistance. And then when the park opened, I'd rope drop either tower or rock and roller coaster but I'd be freezing trying to get in that virtual queue to so yeah. I could do rise. That's the only way you can do it. So virtual queues have had their days, but now the frustration for me with virtual queues is the expo for run Disney. That's a huge struggle with me. Why I hate virtual queues and Len, his question in the chat, let's throw us up here. Cause we could add this to the conversation too. Do you think sometime in the future, every ride will be a virtual queue that way guests can be out in the park spending money rather than just kind of being, you know what I would consider not, you know, like dead standing in line. Like you're not doing anything constructive as far as Disney sees us when you're just standing in line, you're not buying popcorn. You're not buying a spirit Jersey. You're not doing anything. You're just kind of taking up space. Okay. Just a quick answer that there's just not enough capacity. That's exactly what I was about to say. Parks. They're like, there's a reason why we need those lines to hold people <laughs> like, or else it's just going to be a madhouse everywhere else. That is exactly true. what I was going to say. Yes. Okay, Thanks so, Scott for reading my mind. Yes. So let's talk virtual queues. Scott, you have the floor. What, what's the current state? <laughs> so I will flashback a little bit. I used to love virtual queues um, because I used to get them, <laughs> but um, um, this might not be popular with some, some people, but um, I think there's been hacks now to like try to get, virtual queues and i get shut out every time now like i i've not gotten a guardians virtual queue and i can't even remember anymore so i always have to pay for it now and it's frustrating because i think people have found hacks to getting into the system by the way that the average guest doesn't know and that's just kind of frustrating for me so like i don't like a system where like you can get an advantage by doing research or whatever it might be um, I think it should just be an equal playing field for everyone. So that's why I don't like virtual queues. I wish Disney could somehow fix that on their end. I don't even know if it's possible to or not, but, um, so I, I'm not a fan of them. <laughs> like I just, I just, I used to like them, but now I feel like there's just too many workarounds with them. And then now it's just like shutting people out, which is mm-hmm. not fair. I think mm-hmm. I, I'm with you on that because th- everything needs to be fair. And some people just, you know, they just have more technical savvy, you know, and I mean, I, I listen to a ton of tech podcasts and I mean, I've consider myself like middle of the road tech savvy. Like I know enough, but I don't know, you know, I'm not somebody who invests 
hours and hours into hacks, you know, like, I mean, and, and I do this for a living, but I help people plan vacations. I don't get into the, you know, the hackadocious things of trying to, you know, get every leg up. Maybe I should. I mean, I know people do this for run Disney registrations and stuff. I, I don't, you know, I just, I, I don't know if it's like an ethical thing or what, I, maybe it's just a time consumption thing. Maybe I'm not smart enough to figure it out myself. I, and I'm not like, disparaging anybody who does, you know, I, cause I mean, everybody's got their thing and some people are just probably smarter than I am and can figure this stuff out. Cause I get, I struggle with stuff when it gets to highly technical kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but I wish it was just wiped out totally a fair playing field. And I don't feel it always is. I don't know. Ricky, <laughs> give, give your thoughts on virtual cues right now. No, I absolutely agree with both of you. Um, I've never, <clears throat> excuse me. I've never liked virtual cues. Um, I've always thought that they were unfair to the average guest who, you know, is coming from a place who has no idea about Disney. You know, they just show up and they're like, let's go to Disney, you know, and they see the ads on TV and it shows things like Tron and Guardians of the Galaxy. And then they get there and they're completely locked out. And I don't think that's fair. Um, I, you know, I, I really don't. And I get that there are hacks and I get that there are people who are like, well, they should do their research. And it's like, not everybody does just oodles amount of research about their Walt Disney World vacation. It just doesn't happen because you don't think about the fact that you need to do oodles amount of research about your Walt Disney World vacation for the average guest, I feel like. Um, and so I've been against them. I mean, ever since they rolled them out for, um, for uh, Rise of the Resistance, I, I standing there on in the the we the the first time it opened and I thankfully I was in the park but you know me I didn't get up early it was like nine eight something nine almost nine o'clock in the morning I somehow lucked into a virtual queue but it was the backup version of the virtual queue so I didn't even know if I was gonna get to ride Rise of the Resistance that day you know and so that part really stunk like I that was the only thing that i wanted to do that day and i still didn't even know if i was gonna have the opportunity to write it and it, finally it did pop up for me at the very very end of the day and it was like eight o'clock at night and, and i'd been around we didn't go to the park that day we just kind of hung around like uh the riviera and uh caribbean beach waiting for our time slot in the hope that we would be able to go but i mean i just if i if i wanted to wait in line for a rise then let me wait in line for Rise. Yeah. If I want to wait in line for Guardians, and see, here's the thing. My brother just got a virtual queue. He texted me a couple of days ago. He got in the virtual queue for Guardians, right? All great, fine. The wait ended up being two hours long, <laughs> even with the virtual yeah. queue. So you're not saving any time with the virtual queue. It's just basically pushing you back. And I feel like if you choose to wait that long, then you choose to wait that long. If you don't choose to wait that long, then you don't choose to wait that long. That's how it should be. That's how it's been all this time. And I don't feel like the virtual queue is doing anyone any favors, except maybe Disney on staffing, possibly. And I don't even know if it's doing that. Yeah. So I think that, and it's also meaning that people aren't waiting in four hour, I guess, waits outside of, you know, the attraction and then, you know, areas like that. But besides yeah. that, I, I really don't see a benefit to this. I feel like if they want to wait in line, they should be able to wait in line. And that's the way it should be. I agree. I know we're going to move on to another topic, Mike, mm -hmm. but the other thing too, that I, I we're, we're sound very negative today. We're very positive. No, people, we're very positive. Yeah, like yeah. Virtual cues, apparently. No, but, um, no, no. I don't like the fact that what if I forget to set my alarm? Like I had a that's really great problem. night. 
I had a really yeah. fun night last night. I was hanging out with friends, you know, at a restaurant, you know, we got back to the resort and, you know, started to put on the TV and went to bed and like, I'm excited to go to Epcot tomorrow. Yeah, let's go. And oh. then like, oh, but I forgot to set my alarm for 655 to remind me that I have to get a virtual queue. And now I'm like, I have to pay the price for it. Like, you shouldn't have to like plan like that when you're like, on, when you're there. You're like, on vacation. Just, you shouldn't have to get up at 655 in the morning to make sure you yes. get to ride a ride. Yeah. It just bugs me so much. If I want to ride, I should be able to show up anytime during the day and be able to do it. Exactly, that, and that's that's where I'll end with the virtual queue. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, you, but I mean, it does, especially with the expos, right? I mean, Ricky brought up a great point. Like, to get into the virtual queue for the expo, like when you get in, you think you're going to walk right into the merchandise, uh -huh. and you get put into that big herding room, and like you go through the switchbacks, dude, you're still 45 minutes away from getting to the merchandise. And a lot of times, you have to like it doesn't the the times aren't even really accurate, right? You you think it's going to be like it tells you you're probably going to get in at one, and then it keeps getting pushed back to like two two thirty, and so like your whole day gets determined by but yes. yeah so i i just i understand why initially they had them because they didn't want to have an eight hour line outside of rise of resistance that went all the way around the theme park and i get yeah. that for the first initial surge but, but they're they're a pain in the rear we're out of like, the initial surge for guardians we're out of the initial surge for uh tron i feel like you know they took away the the the, the virtual queue for um remy really fast mm -hmm. it felt like and i i was like oh okay cool we'll have the same thing happen for guardians and for for tron and it hasn't and i i it's it's super frustrating in that regard like just get rid of it 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 doesn't need to happen anymore you can yeah i'm not a huge fan yeah. of those but i mean yeah. they I, under, I understand why they serve their purpose at first i'm not trying to be negative on them but they're just they can be a huge frustration especially for something like the expo because the expo has space over wide world of sports that if you want to have the lines you, you can have a you can have a line yeah. from here to timbuktu race expo is the worst i think too because people just end up hanging out there for three hours yeah they do they camp in the grass because it's kind of a pain to get there. There's nothing That's else to true. do except yeah. wait. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not it's not really solving a huge problem with the race no. expo virtual queue thing. Okay, uh -huh. moving on. Let's, uh, Ricky. Do you have a topic you'd like to make us all get high blood pressure on? So my Apple Watch <laughs> is like ding ding. ding. Well <laughs> I feel like the obvious one uh, is uh, something that somebody else will bring up. So I'll bring up the not obvious one. Uh, what do you guys, you know, kind of think about the the status of, uh, you know, the update for an attraction that's been around for forever? And I'm talking about the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> it has really been around since, like, basically almost park opening at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And of course, it never reopened after COVID. And, uh, you know, there are, um, I think, some health reasons maybe on why. Uh, but the attraction certainly needed uh, some TLC, I feel like, no matter whether there were some health issues or not in the building uh, overall. So uh, I don't know. I, I'm curious as to, to your guys' thoughts. Uh, you know, you see, you thought I was going one place and I went complete opposite. <laughs> no, I'll so. let Scott have it on first. Go ahead, Scott. I didn't know where you were going at all. Cause like, yeah, but, um, I don't know a whole lot about this update. I gotta be honest. Like, I mean, I've been out of the news a little bit with traveling and all that, but I did see they were going to refurbish it. And maybe Ricky, you can help me here. Are they going to like kind of make it the same? Or is it going to be like a, for the new little mermaid movie that was, no, I, it seemed it's still for the animated version, uh, okay. but it's going to be an updated, uh, you know, uh, version of the, the live yeah, like show. Okay, so, that, and that sounds great to me because, like, A Little Mermaid is like kind of like a timeless story. Like, it's a mm -hmm. Disney classic. I mean, it's hard for me to think like, oh, something from like the late '80s is a classic. But man, that is like, yes. <laughs> like yeah, thirty-five plus yeah. years ago now. You know, mm -hmm. so. And I love, I loved going to that show. Like, I love that theater, and 
Hollywood studios could use some more like people eaters, you know, yeah. like where places can people can just sit down. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I love a place where I can sit down and get off my feet for a little bit. And like, that's a great theater to do it. It's a nice, like, like what, 20 minute show. Everyone's hooting and hollering when Eric, Prince Eric comes out on stage and all that, you know, I think it's a fun, fun show. I think all generations love it. So I'm, I'm excited that it's coming back, honestly. And with a little, little updates here and there, that will make it a, a really great attraction. That I'm going to visit every time. Yeah. Yeah. Now I wonder if there, I, I, you know, I, I, they obviously haven't released a lot of details about the attraction for sure, but I do wonder if it'll be now, have, have you guys seen the updates to what they did to finding Nemo the musical? Uh, yes. Have you guys seen those? Mike, yep. have you seen it? I have not. Okay. So like, I feel like they did that in a really nice way. They updated it a little bit, made it a little bit shorter. Cause I did feel like it was a very long show. It was a long um, show. But they kept they kept the nuts and bolts of that show. You know, they kept all the songs in there, stuff like that. So I wonder if it's going to be more like that, where they keep pretty much the nuts and bolts of it and just up, you know, refresh it. And that's kind of what I feel like what they're going to be doing with this update um, instead of a complete redo. Which I mean, there's no reason to do a complete redo. I feel like of the attraction overall. Uh, so that's kind of where I feel like they're going with it. Is just update it, refresh it. And you know, maybe get rid of the lasers. <laughs> no, stop! No, the lasers. The lasers kind of great. The lasers were great. I mean, because and I know it's like it's old technology, right? It's it was because the show came out like a long time ago, and the lasers were kind of like the cutting edge back oh, then. Oh, they were absolutely cutting and, edge. At the and time, I'm a nostalgia yes. guy, right? I like the old technology. I think it's very cool. They probably will axe the lasers because it's probably too expensive to like you know keep that stuff up. Because I don't know where you can buy that. You know, it's like where do you go source that stuff when it burns out? But there could be like health issues for some people. Too, to see like that kind of like flashing lights cool. yeah True. possibly yeah there's yeah. probably all kinds of stuff but i'm exactly with scott you know this is just one of those it's like that you know renaissance of the disney classics with like beauty and the beast and you know aladdin and all that stuff and i mean it, it, it bring it back it, it's a great place to go sit see a show the studios is about movies and i mean it's not so much anymore but it was and it's just it's prime location I something love that location. Needs, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. something needs to be happening in that theater all the time. You know, this is this is a win-win-win. You know, bring it yeah. back. People love that story. It's a great story. You know, it, yeah. you know, Ariel was Paige's favorite princess. You know, hey, she was good nice, music. Obviously. Exactly. I mean, let's do it. Yeah, this is this is definitely a win. I'm glad that they're bringing it back. So let's let's do it. Nice. Yeah, it, it, but it's Prince Eric can actually get to murmur a, a syllable in this one because he didn't know one would be the question. Right? <laughs> Prince Eric actually get to speak. Yeah, uh, we'll find out. Not. I mean, the dog got to bark, but he didn't even get to say a <laughs> syllable. All no right. Words for Eric. Exactly. Scotty G, what you got? Bring to the table. All right. I wrote two topics down. They're still on the board. So here we go. So I'm excited to talk about this one because there's kind of been like, I don't buy into like rumors or like things that aren't like officially posted. I don't think this is officially posted, but I want to get your guys' takes on Tiana's Bayou Adventure, like the new updates that are being made and i will start that i i've been very well known and documented that splash mountain was like my favorite attraction at the magic kingdom just absolutely loved it a long it had like a dark ride combo with a thrill it was long it was just it was fantastic mm -hmm. but i am beyond thrilled about the update like i i know some people are upset about it but i am not i'm super excited i love tiana i love princess and the frog yes let's make this a little more more modern themed and, and and i'm i'm excited for some of the updates so some of the things i saw were like some of the projections for the animatronics are going to kind of be like those kind of like in frozen ever after right ricky like where they kind of put like those 
No, Go they're ahead. doing real. They're doing real. Yeah. Uh, yes, oh, they're not doing better. production faces. Okay. Hallelujah. Yeah, which oh I'm my excited gosh. they're going to be real. Yeah, because they'll yeah, seem yeah, okay. real. Is, yeah. Okay, that is great news because I thought I, I I must have misread that. So that you makes did. me that makes yeah. me feel even more excited. Even better, about right? Because those projected <laughs> faces like, are weird. They are yeah, so and weird. I heard like and it was gonna have like a like an old time like theme like background music like a like a thirties like jazz loop playing in the background and like I just think about like the great music in that movie if it, if you're doing the the ride like along that music it's just gonna be so fantastic so yeah. I haven't been so excited for a new ride in like forever basically so I'm like, so excited for the updates and would like to get what your thoughts are in the current state of Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Now, if they pass out beignets on the ride. At the very oh. end, you know, get a little powder sugar. I don't know. I don't want wet corn. That's Now not, that'd be that's awesome. Not where I'm at, so no. he, here's where I am on that. I'm I am excited. I'm 90 percent excited. The one thing, it, it just when I see it in Frontierland at the Magic Kingdom, like it, the exterior with all that green greenery. Oh, it's green too. It, it's very green. It it does kind of look a lot different than Big Thunder. Like Splash Mountain and Big Thunder, like we're like. They were like one it thing. Well together. Like they, yeah. this thing does not. It, when it, it see, so I'm waiting till it's finished because it's not finished. It's got scaffolding around it still and all kinds of stuff, right? And the thing is, when it's finished, it'll probably work. <laughs> right now, it's just very. It looks a lot. And it different isn't bad. It's just right now, it just really does kind of look a lot different than like Pecos Bills across the street right. in, you know, Big Thunder on the other side. It's it's definitely a kind of a jarring look at this point. And when it's but it's got the water tower, which I think is going to work with it. I mean, it's going to aesthetically look nice. Will it fit the aesthetic of the old West frontier land? I don't know. I mean, but does it have to? Probably not, you know, in today's day and age. But I, I like what you're saying. I love the music of like the Dixieland jazz. I Man, it's kind of like the St. Louis style, right? We're a Mississippi river town, you know, and it's New Orleans. Like we're a river town. It's like that. That's what we always had around here. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I love that they also announced that they are going to have some, uh, what do they call them? Uh, not cookies. Uh, what do they call Like throwbacks to Splash Mountain. Some of the animatronics are going to be hidden. Oh, in that's there. Easter eggs. Easter yeah. eggs. Yeah. What was the holiday? Cookies. I can't get my holidays. <laughs> Little Debbie's. I don't know. What, what do they got? You know. Disney Imagineering has always been really good to that, throwing little nods to its like predecessor a little bit. So yeah, I'm excited I love for that. that yeah, I love I love when they do that. You know, like the like the Winnie the Pooh to Mr. Toad kind of thing. Uh, if you know where to look, the yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know that that kind of stuff is just that's cool to have. You know that this used to be that, and this is going to be this now. You know, so I was excited to see that. But yeah, exactly, because you're still going to have a flume ride. You know, what I'm saying, but you're right. just going to have a different story. So the attraction's heart will live on, even if you're the most ardent yeah. splash mountain fan you're gonna get the same experience i just hope in disneyland they fix the the final splash a little bit so it's not as wet because <laughs> oh man, my gosh that's I all i've heard I've is how wet got... you got because i never did the disneyland one because we were oh, out there man. you just told me how drenched you got and it was the end of the night there's like, a guy you know, that's basically pouring a bucket of water over you while you're <laughs> true story oh my gosh i was so happy when i so we we went and did splash mountain out there and i did not remember the fact that you got just totally bucket drenched and i was so glad to have a change of clothes in my bag i don't remember why i think i had a change of clothes because it was supposed to get cool at the you know toward the end of the night at that night and i was like i'm just gonna put in an extra change of clothes just to make sure that i'm safe later when it gets cool i have never been happier to have a change of clothes in my entire life i yeah you got just bucket drenched at that one so i hope you're right i hope they fix that because that's 
it's okay at Walt Disney World. Like you get a little wet, you know, yeah, you get wet for a while, but you're not like just bucket dry. I mean, I was dripping by the time I was done with that attraction in Disneyland. So I'm happy that the Walt Disney World version doesn't do that. So I get more wet on the, with the, the splash tunnel thing than I usually do with the actual like going down the mountain. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, I am also ex super excited about the changeover. Yes. I will very much miss Splash Mountain. I loved it in, you know, I love the attraction. Uh, it was always a favorite of mine. I loved riding it. Uh, you know, we had inside jokes between me and my brother about it, that kind of stuff. But I'm so stoked about Tiana's. It's just the music of the Princess and the Frog. You know, a lot of people, that was what they tied Splash Mountain to was the music. The music was such a classic part of that attraction. And, you know, for a lot of people that, you know, music is such an important part of memories and an important part of, of everything with life that I get why people are holding on to it for so, so tightly because that music was just so classic. Uh, but I'm telling you, listen to the music of the Princess and the Frog. And it is also super classic it's it's so great there's so many different songs that i'll just put on in my car sometimes and just randomly sing like almost there i will belt that sucker out not well but i'll still belt it out in my car because it's such a fantastic song there's so many great musical moments in that movie and i think that disney they know that they have to hit this out of the park i mean i i, I know that they know that um and part of it will be the music they've got to hit the music out of the park and i think that because they are given such a great piece of art with that movie in the music form, I think that they're going to be able to do that at least musically. So if you give the music a chance and you let that, you know, work your way into your heart like it should because it's so fantastic, I think you're going to end up loving, you know, Tiana's in the end. Uh, so I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be a great attraction when it uh, finally opens. Um, and, you know, I'm here for it. I, I really am. I'm, I'm excited to see what they end up doing overall. I'm excited that they're not doing the stupid projection faces. And please, Disney, listen to me. I know you listen to the podcast occasionally. They don't. Please, please, please change the faces for Frozen Ever After to the regular faces. Please get rid of the projections. They got to have something for Nightmare Fuel. You know, no, it's terrible. Please. I mean, there's something please. to talk about. They do that. So we have something to talk about here on the show. But the question well, is. It, wor uh, the, it works <clears throat> for well, like Seven Dwarves Mine yeah, Train. Because they're like, I don't know. It just works there. But it does not work on Frozen Ever After. I don't know. <laughs> so so. Uh, Tiana going to have a virtual queue? Yes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Let's bring it all together here, people. Yeah. I'm never yeah. going to get to ride it. It's going to have virtual queue, and I'm never going to get on it because I can't. Like Scott, I can't you never get them. set my alarm clock to get the stupid virtual queue. I mean, I have to pay for it. Yeah. Is that, that's it. That's Disney's like, yes, thank you. Scott will pay. <laughs> that's like, Mike, Mike, what's your next topic? What's your next my topic? Next topic is country, country Bears. I mean, speaking of another yes. traction, I mean, Okay, here's the deal. Like, it, so I like the country bears. I have nothing against the country bears. I like country music. I mean, I'm just, I'm a guy from Missouri. But, I mean, are, are people going to chain themselves this week to the... Uh, I've seen quite a few people, <laughs> to the, what's, know, what's the taking hall in their final shows. The hall? I mean, 
What, what do we think is going to, I haven't heard a lot of details as to what they're going to modify this to. I mean, so, is it going to be a Willie Nelson tribute? I mean, what's it no, going to be? I don't, I don't it's, know. it's actually going to be Disney songs countryfied. Oh. So. Achy breaky heart. No, <laughs> but the song that they've really, and I feel like this is such a cop out because of course this makes sense for going in here. And I don't know what other songs they're going to put in that would tie in so well, but the bare necessities is the song that they they've kind of advertised as you know being countryfied and put into that synergy this. right there, baby. Exactly, that is it's one hundred percent synergy. Yes. yes. So I mean, yeah, that's that's where they're going with this attraction. Huh. It's going to be countryfied versions of Disney songs. So. Uh, so, okay. So let, let's break this down for like a good five minutes here. Or so, they do the bare necessities. Okay, th think about kids of today with the current show. I mean, really, the only people going in to see this show are nostalgics, right? I mean, because, like, you take Mallory. She's 16. She doesn't want to go see that show. Like, she's not a huge Disney nerd. Like, she she loves going to Walt Disney World, but she doesn't really care for the Country Bears. I'll be honest. She's there for the rides and to have a... I know, Scott, she's not. I My mean, daughter loves I that I know show. your daughter does. Your daughter's more <laughs> than your and daughter's more like to Disney than music. mine. I, she does. She loves country music, dude. But I mean, she, if they if they played Morgan Wallen's greatest hits, like they they might, but they There's don't. You know, or she you know, or Wallen. Bailey Zimmerman. I don't make the hate mail on that one. If so. it was if it was if it was uh, Megan Maroney, you know, if they were playing, you know, uh, Tennessee Blues or whatever her song is, or you know, I'm on Instagram nope. or whatever, she would be in there. But she's, you know, they're they're. She, they play, you know, the songs they play. It's just not her demographic as a 16-year-old girl in Missouri. Those songs are the best. I, I, I like them. I, I, I agree. I, I like them. I like them, but I'm just telling you, most 16-year-old girls probably, they, unless you're a huge Disney fan, you're not going to spend the 20 minutes in there. And so, and I, but I don't, think, I don't think the new songs? show will either. I don't think the new no. show is going to answer that question either. They're not the most appropriate songs. But they're fun. They're, but I they're mean, fun. They are fun. <laughs> on the side. I, I mean, look, I I can't. I can't it's, say it's what one of my favorite weird. songs is because it's all weird. I mean, but I understand I they're mean, probably trying to I get could. rid of the. It's, it's actually a song in there, so like I mean, you know, I I laugh so hard at all the guys that turn me on, turn me down. I know. So I like, can, like that's, there that's are the one that I'm just like, yep, that's that's classic, but that's not even close to. So I mean, I think I say. Funny. Five days a week, I at least say, as soon as I find the ladder, I'll be right up to Elizabeth. Exactly. That is awesome. So we had this discussion at Disneyland, Ricky, that there's there's a few things that, you know, that Disney does that I still can't believe happen in 2024 yeah, because there's so, blood on the saddle. Some of those, that, all I, the guys that turn me on, turn me down I, or all that. But I mean, you got like things like the, like the canoes at Disneyland. Like, I cannot believe you can be in a canoe that can flip over. I can't believe you could do the, uh, the storybook canal boats because I'm I mean, dude, one bad, like, like Charlie horse after a race, dude, you're in the drink easily. There's yeah. so many, like, I mean, as scary as like Disney, like turns, you know, like they're, they're so easy to flip on things. And then they do stuff like that. You know, like it, I don't okay. get it. It's the, end I, of the I do. They did kind of hint at the fact that big owl will remain. And it kind of sounded like maybe the song would remain as well. Uh, so there is that to maybe look forward to. Uh, I personally will miss this attraction in its current form uh because of the inappropriateness um because of the fact yes yeah, that's me um because of the fact that it was 
it's such a storied attraction in my Disney past. Uh, you know, I and I get the nostalgia factor can hurt things every once in a while, and and it's probably hurting me in this regard uh, because it, it it is such a storied attraction in my past. You know, from being a kid and being absolutely terrified of the attraction and running out and you know my mom telling the story of the fact that i made her take me to the bathroom because i was terrified of the bears and didn't want to see them and then that <clears throat> snowballed into like the rest of my life for a good portion of my childhood i did not like audio animatronics at all couldn't get me into chuck e cheese you know that kind of stuff so you know the country bears scarred me for life for a very long time so i you know i do have this affinity for the attraction for that regard I'm very happy that I got to take Lucy in there to see it. I know she won't remember it. It was not for her. Dude, it nothing was for like, nothing like your mom scars you with an attraction. First thing I'm going to do with my kid when she's under one years old, I'm going to throw her exactly. in with some bears that are animatronic. See exactly. if I can scar my kid too. It was 100% yeah. for me and I get that. Um, but I'm so glad she got to see the original version, even if she won't ever remember that she saw it. But uh, yeah, I'm very sad that they're getting rid of it. I... I'm optimistic on what they can do with it. I don't, I mean, besides bare necessities, I really have no idea what other songs they'll end up putting in there because I can't think of other songs that would really fit. Um, but hey, Disney has got the idea, so let's see what they end up doing. Right. I'm going to miss it, though. I'm going to miss it. Moving on from the Bears with Scott real quick. Uh, yeah. More popular or less popular when it reopens? It'll be less popular, I think. think. I will tell you, is. I don't have any more fun doing anything else at Magic Kingdom than that show. And I hate country music. It is just yeah. the most fun I ever have. I'm always clapping. I'm yeah, dancing in the aisles. Like, it's my favorite thing to do. And I'm just bummed that it's going to not be in its current form. But uh, I know. let's move on to the next topic. What, what else we got? What else well, we got? Just, you go, Scott. Oh. Quick, we'll let Ricky finish. So you go right now. We'll let Ricky finish. Okay. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll do one. Yeah. So <laughs> I I wanted to talk about this since our trip in um, January around new year's because i've been feeling a certain way about this topic for a while now i want to know what both of you think about the current state of disney's hollywood studios counter service oh. um because i think it's terrible right now like there is like there's 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 nothing i like there anymore so i love i love the buffalo grilled cheese yeah. thing at abc but i've had it like 15 times like the last times i've been there and like I, and i'm over You're it done. so yeah and what's the and Mike, you were there when we did yeah. this so we're yeah. like well, yeah. where else could we go what's the Bay station or whatever like yeah, and we all ordered something that none of us liked yeah it wasn't that great uh, it had a big like nugget i yeah. have said that docking bay seven has been just a huge miss since they opened the uh, land like there is nothing on that menu that appeals no, i had two big nuggets all. on some rice i think it was wild it was it's huge nuggets it's just it's it's a terrible menu. I mean, I look at that and I'm like you, Scott. I'm like, there is nothing on here I want to eat at but all. I, I at think all. it's good for certain kinds of people that have certain kind of dietary restrictions because I think it leans that way. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a really? I, I eat lots of meat, so I'm I'm not I, I don't think I'm the the core audience for that restaurant. Yeah, but I mean, you look at something like Satuli Canteen, which they clearly based a lot of what they had in mind off of that. And Satuli Canteen is fantastic. They've done such a great job of giving different flavors and different types of, of, of options for guests. And then you look at Backing Bay 7 and you're like, what is this? This isn't, yeah, this but, isn't good at all. This is just strange combinations of. Well, shout out, shout yeah. out to Emro Zero on Instagram, who says that I buy my annual pass just so I can eat Buffalo chicken sandwiches. This and he is, is the, the, about 98% yeah. correct. And well, like, I, I don't see a problem with eating 15 changed. of those. Even that has changed. 
I mean, Mike, you might not have noticed it, but I feel like that's gone downhill too. I yeah. don't think that's even as good anymore. And then I like Pizza Rizzo. Like I'm not, I know it's not the most popular place. I, I love, love Pizza Rizzo. Yeah, I like eating upstairs, you know, yeah, me too. that's awesome. But yeah. like we were, you were there, Mike, with like the Andersons too. We were like looking through like all the places to do a mobile order. And me and my family were like, we don't want any of this. And that's just how I feel now. So my go-to now when I'm at Hollywood Studios, and if yeah. I don't want table service, I'm hopping on the Skyliner yeah, and I'm going to Primo. Primo yeah. That's exactly. Ah, no, there you go. I've, I've said that for years. That is the best. So if you're not going to ABC Commissary and get my Buffalo Grilled Chicken Sandwich, which I love, it mine always is jump on the Skyliner and go to Primo Piatto. You can be there in five minutes. Mobile order, get it there. That's, mm-hmm. That is your go to for the studios. Because Backlot Express, I mean, that's if you got picky eaters and it's quick and efficient. But yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I totally agree with you. It's not great. Yeah. I, I the the part that kills me really is the fact that they have and yeah I agree with you the food there's overall is just there's there's not a lot that appeals they have to decent me table that. service because they got brown derby they got fifties they got sci-fi they got mama melrose I mean they, yeah, they like have the good service. service I just, they just can't get on board with the counter service yeah. the one there. spot that's kind of kind of appealing to me there is you know Woody's. But that's such a small little area and you can't, it takes forever. You know, I don't think about it a lot because I am kind of disappointed in the food at at Hollywood Studios for quick service. And so I really don't think about it. And it's, you have to wait usually a a little bit of time before you can, you know, pick up your order there because it's such a small location and it has some of the decent food. So Woody's is kind of my go-to, but you have that whole area on Sunset Boulevard and it's all just blah. Like yeah. nothing is good there. It's all the same stuff you can get at other places in the park. Nothing is standout. I I really would like to see something happen there as far as different food options. Now the other problem with that area is the fact that it's all outdoor dining. Yep. Like, and I know we talked about this early, you know, on another show about dining outdoors and how great it is. However, when you're wanting one of those meals, uh, usually uh it's lunchtime and it's just usually hot as Hades out there at lunchtime there's not a lot of you know shade in the in in that area and it's just i don't want that's problem hot... that's why i don't go to woody's lunchbox i want to yeah get some AC. I, I don't i don't want a hot sandwich i don't want hot pizza i don't want you know like french fries i i i don't want greasy food at that moment and i'm not like the biggest salad person so uh, that's the part that frustrates me is there's just nothing in that corridor that I ever think about eating. I don't, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I ate in that corridor because there's just nothing there. That's like, mm, you know what? I gotta roses. go. I gotta have that. Yep. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. Close this out, Ricky. We're running a little long. So give us the last topic of the day. All right. I'll make this short and sweet. Cause I think I know the answer from both of you gentlemen. Uh, what are your current thoughts on the Disney popcorn buckets? <laughs> <laughs> now for me i am kind of a sucker uh i don't have all of them but you know i have quite a few different buckets around i've got the one behind me i've got a figment one up there i've got a uh pete's dragon that i'm looking at on my bookshelf across from me i may or may not have had my brother buy me the figment one that yeah I've got, that's the Pete's dragon one I may or may not have had my brother buy me the Figment Imagination Pavilion one for the Festival of the Arts, arts as you uh, like to call it. Uh, so I may have a small obsession with popcorn buckets. I don't know why I have the obsession with the popcorn buckets, but you know what? 
I sure do. So uh, I brought home the the Donald Duck sipper, you know, uh, for the Christmas time. I have, yeah, I, I kind of am a sucker. And if it's a cute popcorn bucket, it probably is going to come home with me. So uh, what about you gentlemen? Obviously, Scott, you clearly have some popcorn buckets, so you may fall more in the camp of me than I thought you would. So where, where I lean, I lean more in Camp Ricky here because oh, uh, I'm surprised. Because I like, I, I see them as art. Um, I, and do I too. love, I love decorating our house to like the things we love, which is obviously our daughters all over the house, and so is our Disney obsession. Yes. So I love having those like popcorn buckets or sippers like splashed around the house because i think it just makes for like some fun art or depending on the time of year maybe you like switch things in and out yes. like i just i just think they're fun i don't i mean they're kind of useless like you can just Absolutely. go to the park and get a popcorn and like just eat out of the the cardboard exactly box, you know? that's perfectly fine but there's something fun about like having a cute souvenir be your sipper or your popcorn bucket so i'm all for it and i know people love it so like why not have people enjoy things they like? So let's let's keep it up with the popcorn buckets. Right? I love it, Scott. Oh my gosh, I'm here. I did not expect that answer from you, so I'm, I'm super excited about that. <laughs> and Scott kind of got me into him. I mean, I'm I'm not a huge. The thing is, I got to tell myself like with all the Disney stuff, right? Pins, vinylations back in the day. You, you can't try to get everything because right. no. it, 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 Disney does. They suck you in, right? They they make too much of everything. Yes. That I mean, there are people that try to have complete collections and do. But then it becomes an obsession that is just so expensive and just yeah. it, it dominates your life. To it's be exhausting honest, exhausting because it, like it, if you can't get yeah. the one, and then it's going to ruin you. you know? Exactly. Right. I think that's, it's yeah. just it's a, it's a task that takes on its own kind of like life. And so like you pick and choose, right? You find something that's special to you. So like I have this one on the shelf behind me as you're tuning in live here on on, on the video. You know, that's for when I went to Disneyland, the 100th. It's just that balloon-looking one, but it's purple, and it came out for the 100th celebration. So I got that one, Mr. Toad popcorn bucket, because I, I like that attraction out of Disneyland. So that's special to me. You know, I got a figment one because that was all the rage. But, I mean, I didn't work hard. I was just happy to be there, got in the virtual queue, grabbed it. I wasn't going to wait in, like, a line for six hours. I'm not doing that. So I have a few here and there, but just like Scott, they're decorative for the shelf. You know, I just like them, and they, they remind me of my trips. Did I eat popcorn out of them? No. You know, but they're, they're I've never they're fun. I always ask, like, don't put the popcorn. No, 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 no. What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't yeah. put popcorn in that popcorn bucket. I just want this for a piece of art. Actually, the this one right here, my I have a purple uh 100th as well. And we got it on the cruise because they I didn't realize until I took the cruise in, in August that they actually sell the popcorn buckets on the cruise now, which makes me so happy as well, because that's a fantastic idea. And they have some different ones on the cruise ship too. But this is the only one, and there's there is popcorn in this bucket because oh. they they filled it up with what? not a lot. I mean, it's just a couple of remnants. I realized that I probably need to clean out. Uh, kind of uh, hungry. Yeah. Give me a couple pieces. I'm yeah, let me get. I don't think this is very fresh anymore. I'm gonna say this is from August, so probably not the. Oh, that's the the sippers though are kind of uh, nice because they're smaller to transport and they're cool. That's like true. Uncle Sam here or Sam Eagle, like he's nice. And the, of course, the orange bird. Oh yeah, like we got the Sam Eagle one too. Yeah. Like, oh my god, we have. I mean, yeah. this one's the Madame Leota one that I have, have back here. You got she, the little uh, guy from the Main Street Electrical Parade. The the, I, yeah. the, uh, the what is that? So clearly, Ricky, we uh, all Toronto? like them. I guess <laughs> we do like them. I didn't they're, realize they're cool collectibles that, it, because they're you know cool what? They're they're kind of retro. Like they're they're almost like you would have got like in the eighties. You know, kind of yeah, like a, like at a circus or something. You know, they kind of yeah, it's a that. point. They're yeah. kind of. A, I like, like getting vintage. the Disneyland. Um, I think they do my Walt Disney World too, like the Pluto Christmas buckets. Like yeah. 
And so, so that's why I talked about like the seasonal ones. So we'll bring seasonal. those out at Christmas time yeah. because they're Christmas themed, you know. So it's that's, it's just like our Christmas decorations. Uh, yeah, I uh, I had a, a fantastic, you know, um, some listeners have given me some fantastic ones. One a listener gave me the figment one, and then another listener um, sent me uh, actually the uh, the Winifred Sanderson zipper that they had at Disneyland, uh, and and I was so nice of them to send that to me. I mean, I, I ended up paying for it, but he's like, "Here, I have this. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Yes, please," because it had been sold out at that point, and he had managed to get one. He's like, "I, I, you know, I, I would gladly, you know, sell it to you," and he sold it to me for the right, you know, for the the same price that he paid for it but like he's like i have an extra one do you want it and i was like yes that's amazing so like you know the listeners have definitely hooked me up and i appreciate that because you know they're disney's come out with some fantastic ones and and they they end up like you said coming out at my holiday seasons and you know halloween christmas i had a bunch of them out for you know the holidays so and they, I, like, I love it. They light up too. Like I have one that looks like oh, a ceramic yeah. Christmas tree. It's white and it lights up with the lights and you get the, the figment imagination and, yeah. one for farts lights up too. And I'm super stoked about that. So yay. somebody on Twitter made theirs into like a terrarium. I thought that was a yeah, cool I saw that too. Yeah. That was, was really like, cool. Oh, I, 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 I'm a big terrarium fan. I'm like, dude, I wish I wanted to do that. That'd be great. And I would do that with fake plants because I would end up killing yeah. anything. Yeah, that's probably a good stuff. idea. That's a good idea. Okay. So we're going to jump out of here. Great. Great stuff, guys. I appreciate it. Fun, fun topics here today. I love fun. that. Yeah, I had fun, fun, fun today. Yeah. All right. So we're going to Friday. Yeah, I know. Fun. fun, fun actually, I used to, that was this thing in my sixth grade class. Like on Friday, we'd play a special game if everybody was good all week. And typically, Ooh. even if they were bad, I told them they were good just so I could have an extra recess. So I didn't have to mess with teaching on Friday afternoons. But that was just us. And so in the last two shows, I've said that I'm a terrible teacher for like two different reasons. So it's a good thing nobody's coming to my class and, anymore. Right. So anyway, I was actually a good teacher. I, I love my kids. We did. We learned a lot, but we had fun, too. That's how it's supposed to be in school. But mm-hmm. Sunday night, we're going to continue the conversation. You can bring something to the table and we can discuss it. So join me Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. Scotty G will be cheering on the Lions, but it'll be you and me. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. Give me a call. Phone lines are open. 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. We'll be having the BOGP open lines. Be there or be square. Give us a follow on the social media at Epscott, at Ricky Nibs, at BR Guest Mike. You know where we are. Give us a yell on the social media this weekend. Of course, shows brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. No cost. Uh, our service is absolutely free to you. We'd love to help you plan the next Disney adventure. Just swing by the website at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link at brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You can support us starting at just $5 a month. We'd really, really appreciate that. And you'll get the bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. So come on over, patreon.com slash podcast. All right, you guys have a great weekend. We'll be back again on Monday with a fun trip report as always. But until then, you guys stay safe. Stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.